It's a Queensland victory. Crown beat Mizzy. Big day for Tony Gollan and Timmy Clark there at Rose Hill yesterday, the Coolmore Classic. Welcome to Thoroughbred Weekly. Here we are in Canamble. There's no better sound than being in the middle of the country and the rain pouring down. It has just started raining quite heavily the moment that opener started to roll. And we're not going to complain about that where I am because they need every little bit of rain they can get. They've been through the harshness of droughts. OK, Lizzie and Ronnie, wish you were here. What did you think of yesterday? Oh, it was ladies' day. Look, we all prepared ourselves for a wet track and um, the, the weather forecast was horrendous and at the end there, uh, we were running records uh, after not getting in the rain. Well, we can understand that. It was it ended up pretty tough little track there. But Crone on ladies' day, the Coolmore Classic winner, what a terrific mare, informed mare she is. She carried enough weight there. She got the job done. I know she had a few breaks, but... Uh, an amazing uh, run she's on at the moment. Yeah, just showed you she was touted as a wet tracker, wasn't she? And she's able to win on wet and dry. So great performance from an M4 mare. Is the sil is the slipper picture any closer? Obviously, we had yesterday with seeing Shakiro bounce back into form. That was pretty exciting, and he's sort of the perfect recipe, isn't it? Backing up into what what could be a victory in. The uh, golden slipper. Yeah, and a New Zealander put his hand up yesterday. We'll have a look at him later. It's um, the picture of the slipper is still clouded. Um, it's it's a beauty. It is an absolute beauty. The barrier draw is important, and obviously we got weather watch this week again, where we all go into a spin and see what happens. But uh, a terrific meeting next week. All right. Well, Tony Gollan, he's won uh, Group Ones with the Boom Brothers. Yesterday it was with Crone, who is a mare in form. Wet or dry, it doesn't seem to matter with her right now. Yeah, and she was lucky enough actually, oh, to draw that barrier one, and Tim just put her in the perfect spot along the rail there. Gets the split at the right time, and she was, oh, she was just terrific. She's so underrated, and like the old saying, once these mares strike a bit of form, and they can really hold it and and run through brick walls, because there were some, you know, really good lightweight chances in that race, and she carried the whole 57, the 58 top weight, so that was excellent. Um, this, not very often you'd give the ride of the day on a beaten horse, but this was one of the great Group 1 rides of all time on the second filly here, Mizzy. She drew barrier 15. Uh, Regan Bayless had a three back the fence there, doing no work whatsoever. The ride deserved a better fate for sure. I thought uh, she was terrific there. 
What do we want to say about the others? Uh, obviously, Vangelic looked very unlucky there. Um, it was personally Dame Giselle. Um, that was a much better run from her on a drier track. and That was a great ride as well. It was. They just ambled across there by Robbie Dolan, and she was given every opportunity. And it just shows she's... It, she just needs the dry track and a smother, doesn't she? And to draw a gate for her to, to get a result in one of these big races. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, we all talk about these barriers being so important and those horses out wide were given every opportunity where Vangelic drew barrier two. Um, well, drew barrier five. five, got a beautiful run, three back the inside. It just, well, two back the inside. It just didn't happen. Uh, the run didn't open and... It's one of those we'll never know if, she'll won on, if she would have won or not. Some will say yes, some will say no, but she should have been figuring right in that finish. Yeah, and the shame that she didn't get that Group 1 placing on the board, but she was, she's definitely, it was just things never went her way. But things did go Tim Clark's way, and we had a chat with him and Tony Gollin after the race. When he cut the corner beautifully and once the run presented, she was, she was really just too good, you know. She's gone up a lot in weight to 57 today and an unsuitable good three and she's still done the job, so it's fantastic. Really satisfying, I must admit. I, I was a lot more confident earlier in the week when it looked like we were going to get a wet track and when it didn't eventuate it, I was really kicking stones this morning, leaving Brisbane to come back down here. I, I really thought it was going to be hard for her on the firm ground, but I always had barrier one, you know, up my sleeve really and... She was always going to need a lot of luck and ridden that way to win and, you know, she's just going so well and we only got her last, last winter up to our place and she was meant to go through the June sale last year and the guys said, oh, what do you think having to go towards the Magic Means Mares race with her? I said, well, she's got a good appetite for her racing still and that worked out well and then we thought we'll have a free throw at the stumps at the autumn down here, which is a fairly, you know, high level again and she's just been great. I, I can't praise the mare enough you know she's done a fantastic job yeah we we're obviously hoping that the track was going to be a bit more rain affected and um but she she drew lovely and she she had a good run throughout she didn't didn't spend a penny and um she traveled up really good and uh when she sort of got the gap she really let rip and she's just in terrific form and uh, Felt that you know, for her to be able to do that with with 57 on her back, uh, you know, she had a she had a good horse's weight, and um, you know, she she put that field away comfortably. She ran a terrific race. Uh, Regan did a good job. Had her in the right spot. Uh, the winner just had the drop on us all the way through, uh, and got held up at, at the right time and had a bit more energy in the finish, and uh, that's pretty much what made the difference, I think. But you know, uh, Mizzy uh, did very well, carried top weight, and did everything by win. That takes the horse now up to almost 1.7 million in prize money for the owners, including yourself. She's been a great giver. Oh, she has, and you know, there's more to come. So she has been the gift that keeps on giving. Um, we paid 200 grand for it as a yearling. She's been a great result for all of the team, uh, and uh, I'm, I, she'll continue to be that through the, the rest of the carnival. What are the plans now? Well, the, uh, the Cornwall Legacy, the mile race at Way for Age, I think really suits her through the Ramon Carnival. Uh, Got to work out exactly how we get there. Not sure yet. Um, there's another mare's race in the middle of that, a ways of penalties race, which may suit her better. Uh, but nevertheless, we'll work out a plan, we'll get there, but that's the, the next target. Well, the Coolmore Legacy is certainly a target race, but it's up in the air because a lot of these will go to other races on the way. And it's worth a million dollars and it's a Group 1. Arcadia Queen, Colette Funstar, Probabile, very elegant. Um, hopefully we get to see Arcadia Queen up here, guys. Yeah, well, after yesterday's setback, where obviously she had that to pull the plate and she was a late scratching in the All-Star Mile, which is probably a blessing considering how that track turned out by the All-Star Mile, mind you. So I'm sure if she's OK and they can 
get her here, hopefully without the bar plates. <laughs> She's got unfinished <laughs> business in Sydney, doesn't she? Uh, she... Yeah, she does have unfinished business in Sydney. She's a really good man, you know, we yeah. know that. Um, but she's, but she, ob she's but they, obviously got issues. She has, yeah. She's. I think they've managed her remarkably well, but she's just obviously a really tough horse to keep sound. Mm. Sounds as though those feet are a big problem, and as they say, no feet, no horse. Exactly. All right, well, let's see if uh, Ronnie or Lizzie are uh, any the wiser about the Golden Slipper after yesterday's racing, both here and across the Tasman. Okay, two final Golden Slipper lead-ups yesterday, the Magic Knight and the Pago Pago. And out of the blue, there was a, a New Zealand lead-up all of a sudden. We'll get to that in a moment. Firstly, let's go to the Magic Knight, Arcaded. Not a short of going to the Golden Slipper. James Cummings has yet to make that decision. Yeah, it'd be interesting the move they make with her. Look, she's, a, she's just a, a beauty. Um, not sure if this is slipper form, uh, but she did. A, she's done a great job in her first preparation. Like she bolted in those two races at Caulfield, going into the, the Blue Diamond, and yesterday, well, she did tick off the 1200 metre box, which she didn't in the Blue Diamond. So she's obviously a real little professional. Um, second and third did a good job there. Jamea and Robadero, they're, they're not slipper fillies, but they're very talented fillies. Latin blends an improver. Latino blend is an improver. I want to forgive. Centro Storico again, she just got you know, clipped heels there and bad luck for uh, young Andrew Atkins, he got a little suspension out of that as well. But um, will she go the slipper? I, I don't know, Godolphin, I think that still plays on their mind with Kiyomichi when they let her win, well, when they, well she did win the slipper but she beat the Colt in microphone and they, they're all about you know, making stallions Godolphin, it's not about the money, we're going we're gonna to make these stallions and get them to stand it, you know, so... It'll be interesting what decisions they make with their fillies this year, um, leading into the slipper. I did ask them after the race what they were going to. I said, we just want you to know what you're on? running. <laughs> no, actually, they said, we'll wait till see what happens in the Pago Pago. So, and I didn't ask them after that. But okay. I mean, with a horse like her, she could definitely run well. And I'd be interested. You'll definitely keep that stat looking at them next, if she does back up next week in the yard, seeing how they, if they've improved or not, because it's, mm. a, it's a proven recipe in the past. Well, McDonald and Cummings combined to win the Magic Knight yesterday. Here's them after the race. We'll give ourselves the opportunity to weigh up the rating and the strength of the race. Um, look, realistically, if there was, if Arcaded was a humble owner's one horse in the stable, most likely, more years than not, the horse would be backing up and running. A good performance from Arcaded. She's a Melbourne filly, uh, essentially having her first run under, under race conditions, her first go around Rose Hill, and she sat outside the leader there, and she was nice and straight and true. I'm tipping James McDonald would be using a smaller girth on her next time he uh, has a steer, but he did a good job and, uh, and, and she was, um, as you said, tradesman-like and, and one like a, a, a filly that was always in control. She's obviously been very well educated. She's probably done a bit of work here and then gone down to Melbourne. Performed really well and starting to get a bit worried about this blue dawn form, to be honest with you. So uh, leading into a slipper, she's a very tradesman-like filly. She's an absolute babe. She just does what she has to do and and then pulls up without a care in the world. She's an ultimate professional. OK, Shaquiro has been there from the start at the official two-year-old trials, won the Breeders' Plate, went through the Magic Millions, and now is going through the Golden Slipper qualifiers as well. It's in there, it's going there. What did you think? Well, it was a tradesman-like performance. They ran a little quicker time than the Phillies overall. 
he, yeah, there's a pattern there to say that he can run a bad one, then go bang, bang, improve, improve, exactly what he did uh, going into the Magic Million. So, yep, he, he's an interesting horse. I don't, I think he's a real dry tracker. So if we do get these showers this week, I think that's probably won't suit him. He's work in progress, Tiger Malay. He's still wandering a little bit. He's still learning. He's going to get better with every start. So I think his future's secure. I think there's two real improvers there. Uh, Mizzou, who's a very nice horse in the making. Next preparation, I'd say. And With Your Blessing is a very nice horse in the making as far as the way I'm looking at it. Now, the two favourites here, considering circumstances and how dry this track was and and how it was playing, I think they, they were obviously forgive runs. They had far too much to do, ingratiating and allow from a mile back here, and had to give too much start. Just on the winner, he's still got improvement as well. Mm. And he's a horse that's from a breeder's plate from when I've seen him. He's really developed and got a lot stronger. So it's been hard to keep him up to the mark. So it's just a note going forward when he does back up that he's probably going to improve. Well, cranky on myself for not saving on him. He was just... He, he, he just he, they were so forgotten late in the market there. They, everyone just had him gone, finished for the preparation, but there was Which no they often, way. Which they have done. In, yeah. in all of, every time he puts in a bad run, he's absolutely out the door, isn't he? Yeah, he is. It was overplayed yesterday and he proved it. Well, we had a chat with Waller and Kieran McAvoy afterwards, and on the back of this interview, we also caught up with Michael Friedman. Yeah, he's a decent horse, obviously, and on a better track, he's a different type of horse. Um, yeah, he was given a perfect ride. It was good to see him push. Well, firstly, it was good to see him settle. Yep. It was good to see him push out and sustained a, a good gallop and held off the challenges late. Well, do you need any persuading to back him up next week? No. <laughs> no, it's a similar profile. In fact, he ran a week before winning the Magic Millions. And he does pretty well between runs. And um, if you can relate to that, he needs to be kept up to the mark and... Uh, he'll be fitter again in seven days. So still more improvement to come? Well, that's what we found in the Magic Millions. So he, and we find in his first run he just has a good blow. Um, hopefully not too bad today and then better again next week. You know, he's had a little bit between runs and last start was on a... I wasn't riding yet that day, but the stable reported and you could see visually looking at the replays, they were getting their toe into it and that this horse didn't enjoy it. It was um, the report that Huey gave the connections. So. When I came here today and, and had a look at the ground and thought it's, it's nice drying ground, it's um, drawn one, we were going to get a nice energy, you know, energy conserving run for the first part. And once he got there, he did show his, his um, skills and yeah, he's a nice horse, that's for sure. It'll probably be a 50-50 proposition at the moment. Have a chat to a few of the owners tonight and, and make a call and see how he pulls up. Meanwhile, you've got two at home, of course. Stay inside, unlucky fourth. Last start in the Todman and Glistening won the Riesling. How are they going? Yeah, they've come through their runs well. Um, they're nice and happy and bright, and they've had a good week this week. So, yeah, just hopefully keep them ticking over through till uh, next Saturday. OK, let's try and get an order of entry and sort this out somehow. Duff, have you got a handle on who's definitely going to be there? Not really, but I've got a... You know, the, if we put it up, there's a few you can just put the line through there. There's no doubt about it. So, you got, you know, obviously the, the four, five, the... Horses up the top there that are exempt there. There's you know six or seven of them. Um, then you go to Artorias who runs, pays up. Sneaky Five won't run. Finance Tycoon uh, will not run. Um, so you go underneath that. You got horses like Alpine Edge who, uh, and Dosh who are probably in the paddock. And Thar's not running. Profiteer 
um, ears, collision of cov ears. Uh, so it's sort of state. Now there's one, here's one sort of state, this New Zealand cult. Now we'll have a look at him from yesterday. Um, he is a very interesting cult. He's impossible to line him up, New Zealand two-year-old form, but he blows him away. He made it four wins from five starts and, and you know, he's one two on the soft if he's got that box covered. So look at him put his, when asked to go, I like these horses that get down low and put the ears back and really savage the line. And he's done it left-handed, right-handed, dry tracks, soft tracks. Um, here's Matter Matter, he, he start before and he does the same thing, he gets that head down low and when you ask him to go, he, he lengthens, he's by Spitzel. Um, not easy to bring a, a two-year-old over within a week and have his first run in Australia, and I, I don't know and I'm, about his times, but I, I did see David Gately, who's a bit of a sectional guru last night, tweet something about, very positive about his times over there, compared to the older horses so and other two-year-old races. So, if he comes, he'll. Um, I think we'll be delving more into him because he's very interesting. Yeah, well, he, uh, from what we could uh, gather yesterday in the press room, uh, all the press guys were working hard on on this story, and uh, we believe that he that there is a there is a booking for him to come over. Uh, if he pulls up well, he may run in the slipper, but I think we are going to see him. If it's not in the slipper, we'll see him in the size. We'll see sort of state at some stage, but there is a booking for him to come over. Now, here's the market. They did react, of course, $51 into $15 for the Kiwi. But um, as far as those two winners yesterday, we're left with Profiteer and Stay Inside at the top of the market. Artorius uh, is going to pay up, third favourite. And then you've got Animo and four moves ahead. So there's your top filly, four moves ahead. Home Affairs, ingratiating, and all of a sudden this Kiwi makes the first page. It is going to be a great slipper. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Like I said, it's, a, it's Weather Watch. I'd, I'd, there I think, he is. Yeah, it's a tourist. He kept, you know, the blue diamond form. He trialled the other day. He finished off very strongly. He's another one uh, that everyone's talking about as well. Um, I think stay inside now that there's going to be rain, this, the edge off this track possibly on Saturday will come right into calculations. And then we've got, all, you know, obviously all that Todman form strong and a lot to talk about. And four moves ahead is the best filly. And uh, I'm, everyone's saying the Colts are superior. I'm not so sure um, she's not right in this race as well. Uh, here's Chris Waller on his three runners. We've got three nice Colts going to the race and uh, all three are well. Um, um, yeah, in great form. Yeah, our president hasn't raced since his win three weeks ago, and he and Home Affairs will have a gallop Monday or Tuesday, and Home Affairs as well, his run two weeks ago, will top him off nicely for this race, and and obviously Shakiro, he'll bounce out of Saturday's win without any problems, I would think, and it's a similar pattern to what we followed when he won the Magic Millions, so backing up within seven days shouldn't be a problem to him, so we'll be hoping for some good barrier draws, and... Uh, just a straightforward week will be good for the trainer and the horses alike. Well, let's hear from John Sargent, the trainer of the top-rating filly, four moves ahead. Very happy with her. She did a bit of evens today, over 800 metres, and Nash Rowell will come in and ride her in a gallop on Tuesday. Probably that'll be a last blowout over half a mile, and she'll be fit and ready to go. 
obviously had a minor setback early on that you quickly overcame, and I guess when it won at its last start, you were very happy about where things were at. Yeah, she must have put a work into that, so we've tightened her up now, and she's sure going 100% next Saturday. The colourful Neil Payne with an update on the gay and Adrian trained Swift Witness. Since the run the other day, she's just come on immensely. She looks terrific walking around back home, and you know, like it's going to suit her. She's a horse which is unusual for Gay and Adrian's, didn't show the pace as our horses usually do. So, in the slipper, there's a couple of fast ones, so she might just tuck in behind him and be the one finishing off. And now to the slipper winning trainers, Peter and Paul Snowden. Uh, this is Peter talking about Captivon, who he scratched yesterday out of the Pago Pago, and also Kalashnikov, who won his way through via the Black Opal. Rolled the dice, thinking we'd make the field. And I'm really glad we did. It's a really hot day today. It would have been hard to run today and back up the next Saturday. So hopefully we made the right decision. I think at this stage we're just going to squeeze in. So, uh, yeah, I think it's in the best interest of the horse anyway not to, run, to have run today. And coming out of the Black Opal is Kalishnikov. Yeah, look, he was, he was a good solid win there. They ran good time. He toughed out really well. And he's a proving horse. He only lightly raced. But he's just learning how to race properly now. That's the important thing. He's getting better and better. So a lot of, lot of determination. He's win the other day at Canberra. And there's no reason why he can't improve a bit more as well. And he, and he need to. It's uh, going to be a step up again. But uh, he's definitely on the rise, the horse. He's handling his work really well. And uh, as I said, he's learning how to race a lot better now. It's a good day for Peter and Paul, and we'll get to their two winners later in the show. The barrier draw, all important for the Golden Slipper, is at 11 o'clock on Tuesday. It'll be broadcast live on Sky Thoroughbred Central. 11 o'clock uh, for the all-important barrier draw for the richest two-year-old race in the world, the Long Jeans Golden Slipper. We are at Canamble, and it is pouring rain. We've been on air for 23 minutes. It started as the opener rolled, and it is really coming down. Um, later today, we'll be bringing you, hopefully, the full coverage of Canamble. I don't think this rain's going to be deterring this club from uh, calling the races off. Uh, they've got a great uh, surface here. They've spent a lot of money. Uh, they've put uh, great irrigation onto the track, which has been able to really grow this grass to a point where it's one of the best country surfaces anywhere in New South Wales. So hopefully... Um, I'm not going to say the rain goes away because you don't say that where I am. It can rain for days and days. They need it. For the race meeting's sake, um, it could probably cop a little bit more. We've got the next heat of the country championships coming up later today. Only a small field to do battle, but Cody Nesta has a stranglehold on this uh, particular qualifier with two more to go through to the half-million-dollar New Haven Park Country Championships final on April 3 at Royal Randwick, and that will leave us just two next Sunday when we go to the wild card at Musselbrook. So more on the country championships later in the show. We'll continue with Rose Hill after a break. Welcome back to uh, Pretty Wet Canamble for Country Championship Qualifier Day later on. Let's go to the Sky High Stakes. This was race four, and gee, Tuffy, Tuffy Tongue fought this finish out with success. Yeah, well, we know she's a well-performed mare. She'd just been a little bit off the boil in a couple of runs back, obviously, in unsuitable distances, 1,400 a mile, but she gets to a one of the pet well where she can perform at 2000 meters and she got a really good third up record and uh, she gets the job done i thought spirit ridge was terrific that was his stiffest test he's a very talented horse this fellow and he has a go and i think it's six starts in australia for three wins and three seconds uh, 
He's always around the mark. Um, Mirage Dancer was pretty good, back on a dry track. Colette. Colette. Um, she went fine. Yeah. She's just better on the wet. Yeah, maybe it was just too, too... She just needs the jar out of it. Maybe it was just too dry for her. Interesting that she got back as far as she did and over shorter trips she can position closer. I suppose it was just She's the speed a of the race, slow but stride. slow into stride. But yeah. I think that's probably what cost her the race. She went fine. Mirage Dancer, he, that was a good performance from him. He's definitely on his way to creating a peak. And Spirit Ridge, he's the big improver out mm. of yesterday, I thought. Charot, first up, beaten 1.4 lengths in that company. I reckon that's a good return from him. I know it's hard at these, you know, these big staying races to win, but he's not going to be far away in a few of these races. Well, it was another one for Waller and Tom Marquand. He's back on the board. He rode a, a midweek winner, a Canberra winner, and now he's back in the winner's stall on a Saturday. She just found the track a little bit uh, wet last start. And yeah, third up last year, she ran, I think, beaten her nose by very elegant in a Turnbull. And prior to that, it was her three-year-old year. So um, she's done a great job. And uh, yeah, it was a good field and the pressure was on throughout. So she's a decent horse. I guess we'll consider the BMW. Um, whether it comes too early for her, I'm not too sure. Um, but that's certainly the race we'll now be looking at. Um, I was sort of thinking maybe like a Doom and Cup type race for her, but today's race was a very strong race and maybe we might just raise the bar a little. Look, obviously her first run back this prep was, was a really nice run and from looking back on her form, you'd think she'd have taken a nice step forward from that and uh, whatever happened last time, things just didn't come together and um, it was sort of well below par for her, but she's got some cracking form sort of back down the line and um, she's really pulled it out of the bag nicely for me there. I actually didn't think I'd won at the line, um, but she was gutsy and stuck her head down in the right place. Okay, so the uh, Tancred Stakes possibly for uh, Toffee Tongue, but uh, they'll make a decision. Very elegant, well, very elegant will be going around next Saturday in the Ranvet up against... Uh, a day which we can't wait for. This this meeting, we talk about slipper day, but so many times when they used to run the Tancred on that day, now it's the Ranvet, or Winks when she was in the George Ryder, it's not just about the slipper. There's always, there's always a highlight there to challenge the slipper for highlight of the day, and I think we're going to get that next week in the Ranvet when Very Elegant takes on a day. Let's have a look at the uh, run of Spirit Ridge with Mark Newnham, who talks about it ahead of the the long-range plan of the Sydney Cup. If he was going to be vulnerable, it was going to be in the last 100, uh, first up today. Uh, really good effort. Uh, he'll go on now towards either the Tancred or the Chairman's as he's lead up into the Sydney Cup. He's got to be a horse that's going to get that sort of distance, isn't he? Oh, look, I've always thought he would, um, and it'd be nice to get him into the Sydney Cup. With, I think he's got 51.5 kilos, so Robbie rides that comfortably. Um, so a nice drop in weight up to two miles uh, might just be his race. And here is the Sydney Cup market to be run on the second day of the championships. April 10, Mount Popper is the favourite. Spirit Ridge on that first page at 15. Let's go to the sprint. 1,100 metres here. The Morris McCartan Stakes and California Zimbal returned in style. Yeah, classy mare. Um, she's fully mature now. She's been beautifully handled by Team Snowden. They've just uh, haven't over-raced her in each preparation and she just uh, keeps coming back better and better and better and obviously runs very fast time here, which was conclusive to the day, especially you know from race five onwards. 
Uh, easy Eddie was a lovely return, lovely return from him, and just hard to place Eddie these days, especially this time of year. What else do we want to say? Order of command, probably the track was too hard for him. I thought he did enough with improvement to come. And Wanderbar, I think we all anticipated a wet track and that was her advantage here. And she still run very, very well considering uh, how the track was by this. It's hard to make ground when these tracks are rock hard and they're running near record times. Keep an eye out for that horse, Super. He's eligible for much. I'm sure there's a target race for him. I don't know what it is but it's only a benchmark race or something, but he'd be hard to beat when, he, uh, when he's produced in a race he can win. Well, she uh, hasn't had the easiest of preparations in the past California Zimbal, but Team Snowden be able to get the best out of her. We caught up with Paul after the race and Karen McAvoy. Just let her get her home. It's been a really hot day for her today. Uh, she's handled uh, the heat well, but obviously, you know, you want to see how they, how they pull up in the next couple of days and see how they come through. But... She's pretty tough, she's very honest, and um, I know it, it sort of wasn't a, a lengthening margin, but she had them, she had them covered uh, quite well and, and just idled down late, which, which fitness gave out, but too good on the day. She's got a good record, um, and, and she can get to a good level. She's fully mature now, she's a big mare, she's pretty strong, um, and there definitely is some room to move there. So she did enough for what she had to do today, but she's definitely got a lot, lot left in the locker for her. Well, the ultimate goal is obviously Group 1 glory. Uh, and uh, I think our next run will tell us that. She showed that she can race well fresh and, and um, that's what she put, the, put, put up there today. It was uh, trying to get a nice spot. We had the minimum on our weight, on our back and um, she did the rest for me. So it was a matter of just pressing the button and away she went. I thought, well, I've got a light weight. I might as well make them chase me. And um, yeah, she, she was very effective when I asked her to go. And um, she's a nice big girl. The Snowden's have been patient with her and, you know, light, lightly, um, sorry, preparations just with only a, a small amount of runs and she's just kept improving and improving. And, She's a nice, big, strong girl now, so she can uh, pick up another one along the way, I'm sure. OK, let's stay with the Galaxy and have a look at this uh, race. One of five Group 1s on Saturday, and this is going to be fantastic. Uh, Wild Ruler, Hortbury on her, Eduardo, very little separating them. Libertini is back. You've got Dirty Work, you've got Farnan. Now, let's go and hear from Joe Pride about Eduardo and also the run of Easy Eddie. He's great. He's had a good week, so um, another week to, to go to sort of build him up into it. But I um, feel like he's still on an upward spiral. He had a bit of improvement in him going, um, going into last week. So um, back to Rose Hill here where he really likes it, and I'd love to think we get a bit of a wet track for him. If he performs as you would expect next week, what's the target after that? Yeah, probably the TJ. So look, it's one step at a time for him. There's plenty of options. But um, yeah, look, it's just great to have him um, going as well as he is. And... Um, yeah, sort of here at Rose Hill next week. He's, he's really always shown a, a fair bit here at Rose Hill. Have you got another target in mind for Easy Eddie after the second in the Morris McCartan? Two years ago, and he's had a few setbacks this horse, but two years ago he won this Morris McCartan, backed up and ran third in the Galaxy to Pirata and Nature Strip. So I think we'll bring him back again next week, as long as he's good, and he's one who loves the wet track as well. So it'd be lovely to have the two runners in the, in the Galaxy. All right, Greg Pritchard was very busy out there at Rose Hill yesterday getting a stack of information for uh, punters out there. Let's get an update from the Chris Waller yard. Uh, we're waiting to see Hortbury on her who's coming back. Uh, we'll get an update on Fiesta, a new acquisition to the stable, Fabergino, and also the plans for Nature Strip. Yeah, Nature Strip, we're still, still keeping our options open with him. Obviously, it would be dependent on what weight he would be likely to get. Um, but the other three are all definite. Um, Fabergino, she's come to me in tremendous order. The, 
uh, Tiriana's done a fantastic job with her and obviously a very, very good trainer. Uh, so I think they've just sent the horse up here for some more options and, and possibly looking towards breeding soon as well. So um, she's trialling Monday. We'll learn a little bit more about her. Uh, she hasn't raced right-handed, so it's a big, big question mark that I want to see on Monday. Fiesta's a good horse. She had no luck first up on the day that you couldn't get back at Randwick. She went back and finished off pretty well under the circumstances and Hootbury on her. Yeah, I think it's her, her time to shine. She did a great job against some very good horses in the spring. She's come back really well. The trials are good and the profile of the race is perfect for her and just nice, nice to see a good draw. All right, now we move on to race number six, the Group 2 Farlap Stakes, 1,500 metres. Over to you, Ron Duffersey. Yeah, I uh, jumped off the, the bandwagon of the Hungry Heart band, bandwagon before she got onto the dry track, which I was calling for. And I am contradicting myself here. I said it was nearly impossible to make ground after race five, and here she comes from last and just uh, launches on them late here. So she could well be back in business. Although I think maybe the race the, played in her favour. Look, this they went out at warp speed here. When you break a class record, 20 years old, 20 years old that class record, you know they've gone out very, very hard. So, yeah, good win. May have been a little flattered with the way they went out. The Irishman's a promising horse. Um, I think Impecunious's. I'd stick with her. She's still raw and learning what it's all about and. Um, that other horse, Poland, he just went out far too hard and aggressive. He was five weeks between runs, so that didn't work with him. But I think he's a good horse as well. So I don't know about the rat. I think it's a good race to follow a few out of. Yale it's Town just hard to isolate which ones. Yeah, well, Yale Town only very lightly raced. Tough horse. Yep. And just up on speed and had a... So that was would have been a real sort of lesson for him yesterday. Yeah, I, I like that race as far as um, interested to see how far these horses can improve out of that race. Well, the believers who stayed on board were repaid after Hungry Hearts win. Here you go with Chris Waller and James McDonald. Yeah, it's been a good race for just getting horses' confidence back and no bigger name than Winks. And um, three-year-old fillies, I think, just lack a little bit of confidence when they come back in the autumn. Things change. The other horses grow and develop and and it's just a bit tougher so we've found this race is a good stepping stone to get that confidence back and as you hear me say all the time confidence is the key with any athlete and especially racehorses two weeks time there's a group one 2000 meter race the, the binary that's the similar path that we've taken with most of them look i was um i've been a little bit frustrated obviously i've given a not so good at rides and, and, and then she's put in a couple of ordinary performances so it's been a love-hate relationship for a long time but I'm glad she's got on the board. It wasn't all smooth sailing today, I was hoping to be a bit more positive in the run but um, sometimes she begins and sometimes she doesn't. She's very quirky and today she didn't want to and, but she got into a lovely rhythm from there. Okay, so here is the Vinery Market. Uh, we've got Harmony Rose, Bonifilia, Hungry Heart. Looks great if that eventuates. Just on Chris Waller in that race since 2015, and that's an open three-year-old. It's for males and females. Since 2015, he's won it with All Girls, Winks, Fox Play, Unforgotten, Very Elegant, and Funstar. All had either won a Group 1 or went on to win a Group 1. He's done it with all girls and Hungry Heart joins that list now. 
Let's go and have a look at the Ajax Stakes. I Am Superman has got a ticket into the Doncaster, exempt from ballot, and they can't touch him with a penalty. Yeah, good ride. He went forward, showed aggression, made the two speed horses go quicker than uh, so he could slot in there, Karen. And obviously, everyone knows that I Am Superman is a real dry tracker, and uh, he performs at his best. So presented well, did a good job. He's flying this thinking over. Now, that's two big runs for him. He's just slipped the punter's radar twice now. Uh, Rock, a good return, and he's probably got more improvement than most out of that race. Buffalo River, another one of Mike Moroni's that just went out far too hard, and he might just want a bit of sting out of the track as well. So what do you want to say about Pretty Boy here, um, Crea Dearest? Well, my love affair is cooling off. Cooling? Yes, mm. yes. But it I mean, it could, it, it, could, it could reignite again. It could. <laughs> it could. He's struggling to get into the Doncaster now, though. Yeah, he is. I suppose you've got the Doncaster prelude. Um, Does he want a little jar out of the track? Yeah, I, look, I, I, when I saw him sort of, you knew he was never going to get there, and he looked as though he was probably not stretching out as well as he usually does on that track. It was getting firm by that time. Mm. Inside horses usually comes outside. Making very small excuses for him, as you can see. Uh, he's, got, uh, he's better than that. He's a lot better. And I, I did ask James afterwards and read also in the stewards report and he echoed, he just said, I can't find anything. I have no ex uh, answers for why he didn't run up to what I thought. Mm. Next run tells. Next run tells, absolutely. Well, we spoke to Snowden, who ended up with two winners on the day, and also Kara McAvoy, who had three winners. We tried last year. We, um, we, we were a little bit short, fell a little bit short, but um, on top of the ground, he's such a he's a dynamite horse, especially when he's ridden with that uh, little bit positive early, he gets into that nice rhythm, and he can sustain it. So up to a mile, lightweight. Um, certainly right up his alley. He's one of these Europeans that actually like fast going. Um, yeah. Once he gets on that sort of six, seven range, uh, his wheels start to spin, but uh, full credit to Kieran, he sort of hung tough and, and competed early and got into that good spot. We thought they would run along a little bit early, considering the nature of the day. I must admit I was quite pleased when the rain didn't come for him. Um, and he's won around here, as you said, he's effective around here, and um, second up today. After not having much luck at Flemington, he still ran well, so we were confident that he could run really well today, and, and he did that. It was, it was nice to get a win, another winner on him. He's, he's a nice little horse to ride. He's competitive, and Stones have really worked him out now. Equal fourth favourite now for the Doncaster, I am Superman. Funstar is the favourite at $9, then Probabile, Aegon, I am Superman, Mawanga. Can we just finish, before we take a break, on uh, this Ranvet market, one market we haven't had a look at, and this is for next week. Um, they're just trying to get up on the screen. I'll tell you what it is. And Duff and Lizzie, at this stage, can you uh, can you possibly be in a a corner right now? A Dave is two thirty. Very elegant is two eighty. Who are you with right now? Oh boy, oh boy, that's a tough one. I, I think she's a stronger mare this prep. I don't know what. Have you you haven't seen a Dave yet? Have no. you? No. So I'm going to just sit right on the fence until I see them. Okay, I can't. I can't wait for that one. Yeah. Um, I, uh, Dave did me a few favours last year. I, I, I think I might be in the mayor's corner this year so far, unless mm. I get led astray. Because guys, they're both better now, aren't they? Yeah. They're clearly their form says they're better. Even more. They they were great last year. That Queen Elizabeth and and Ranvet, but. Look at what they've gone on to do. Mm. Uh, this, this is something that we've got to embrace here in Sydney. Uh, well, hopefully get, we get one great clash in the Ranvet and then all systems go to the Queen Elizabeth. You won't no. be able to... If you can get a capacity crowd, you'll get it. 
Uh, don't worry about the round vet. It's the the Queen Elizabeth is, is going to be the race of the year uh, again. Especially, you know, there's there's more to come. You know, Mugger too. He probably goes to the Doncaster. Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, spoke to Chris Lees actually this morning. I got a text message and he said it's he's a loose chance of going to all the Doncaster, but will go to the Queen Elizabeth. So yeah. we're talking and about. And what does Acadia Queen do if she arrives here in good order and on a dry track? Um, look out, she's in the picture there as well. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not casting any doubts about the red track. Bit, wet, wet track for all of these horses. Look, you've got a Dave, very elegant Colette, Avilius, Sir Dragonet, put Mugger Two in there as well. That's the you want a bit of give in the That's ground the to get vet. the best the yes. best out of them in the Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the the Queen Elizabeth market looks uh, just a touch different. A Dave is three fifty, very elegant is six dollars, Mugger two nine dollars, Russian Camelot nine dollars, Colette eleven, Arcadia Queen thirteen, Probabil twenty one, Sir Dragon A twenty one. I mean, that's the Ranvet market you're looking at there, but the Queen Elizabeth Stakes... Yeah, it's a proper race. Is, ...is completely different again. Some great highlights coming up. We've got five Group 1s to look forward to just next week at Rose Hill Gardens. All right, we'll just come down a cog from the group races yesterday and have a look at the two benchmark races that uh, book in the card, and then uh, we'll get into some uh, other racing news. Stay with us here on Thoroughbred Weekly. Okay, we'll have a look at the first and last. Let's go back to the first. Welsh legend got back into the winner's list, but she hasn't done a lot of racing in the last year. She, you know, I think she's after about nine months off. Uh, she's, every run's been really good this time up, so she's third up, hit a peak, found the right race, found the right ride. She's usually better with a bit of sting out of the track, but uh, uh, good training performance there by Krista uh, to get her home. Kiss the bride, tough effort, chasing with that 61 kilos all the way. What else can we say? Uh, he's a real grinder, isn't he? Toscanini, just one pace there. And Great House, he's, I still think he's work in progress. He's still a baby being, you know, an He import. does a lot wrong. He does a lot wrong, yeah. But I think it'll come to him eventually. Uh, but I, I'd suggest he may even go for a break now and come back and then winter months in and he's proven on those softer tracks. And we'll learn more about him. But he's, he's, he's just lacks a bit of race sense and won't flatten out at all. No, that's right. Well, we spoke to uh, Chris Waller and James McDonald after the race. Mr. Hare, he's the owner of the horse and he was a great trainer himself and still would be now if he wanted to keep training. And he takes them home, he looks after them. After I knock them around, he gets them back in shape. And finally she's made her, her way back. And it's, it's quite a fitting day because one of the part owners, Joe, his wife passed away a year ago today. So they're a lovely bunch of owners and well deserved of a win today. To be honest, surprised me a bit. Um, very, I was a bit disappointed she got beat last start in midweek grade, but obviously made significant improvement. Um, team have very, been very happy with that since why they brought her to a survey race, and she was dominant in. I was very pleasantly surprised how well she hit the line. She's always showing so much. Um, I remember as a three-year-old she was getting prepped for an Oaks, and I think she got there and she started in the market. So she's obviously got a plenty of amount of ability, and it's just about harnessing in the right area. OK, to the last, uh, here's the win of Yao Dash. Yeah, just too tough, too hard, uh, too fit. He, he went a million mile an hour up front here with his 60 kilos, but he's 
typical bone and muscle and Nash seemed always confident on him and he, he, he just keep even though he was eyeballed by Star Spangled Rodeo there, he um, he shows really good fight and comes back with the big weight. So I think the two real race fit horses against a few horses first up here couldn't cope with that pressure. That tops Lena's hero off now. Uh, he'll go into his next run toughened up and Nudge was terrific uh, from the back. Uh, that was a really good run being first up from her. She's in She'll win a race. Uh, Chris will place her right and she'll win a race shortly. We spoke to a very happy Neil Payne after the race. He had it up against him today, a wide barrier, um, 60 kilos, but as I said, Nash knows the horse and he just let him let the horse run and then Nash actually had a cheeky look at the top of the straight. I thought, oh, what's going on there? Nash must be confident and then he, he let the other horse get to him and then Nash really got to work on him. Scorched Earth, every hope to the outside, and then Wizard of Oz and Montana Flash at the 100, Dio in front, but here comes Scorched Earth. Scorched Earth moves up, takes the lead, blazing the trail today, and Scorched Earth won it by three quarters of a length. Second in the race, Dio, photo third, Wizard of Oz prominent, but Ancestry's often gone around the turn at the 150, is four lengths in front. Ancestry with a big margin from dollar for dollar, riddle me that, GG second over, but Ancestry is down, trotted in. Riddle me that second from dollar for dollar. Grand slam in, in front here at the 150. Still four or five lengths in front. They're not going to get anywhere near Grand Slam. Grand Slam five lengths in front. And what a win. Grand Slam did it easily. Won it by five young Verder explosive Jack Cherry Tortoni. Well, yesterday we saw the running of the All-Star Mile and it was taken out by Mugatu. A fantastic performance from him. He was absolutely jogging at the top of the straight, wasn't he, Ronnie? Talk us through it. Well, what a race this was. Um, first, second, third, fourth, all settled on the rail in this race. That was obviously an advantage, but the best horses singled out here. Um, Bowman just on the point of the turn there. I've never seen, or even before that, the way this horse grabbed the bit and started to travel, you would have been holding your breath. But two very, very good horses, I must say. Um, Russian Camelot, a great return from him, and an equally good as ride as, as Bowman, uh, except Bowman wins, so he gets the he gets the, the, the full points there. Behemoth did all the work. I think we owe Luna Fox, an apology. I will call him all sorts of names after he won at 301 the other day, and he's backed it up with a, a ripper performance there. So, a great result, um, a terrific race. We've 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 had the uh, Victorians, all they've we've been so worried about our pop-up races, but uh, I think they're starting to come around a little bit now. I think they they, they quite like that All-Star Mile, and after yesterday's race, I. I don't blame them. I don't blame them. That was a fantastic performance by Mugger 2 and great for Australian bloodstock. We'll be back after this short break. Barossa Rosa had a kick into the straight at the 200. She opened up by two to three lengths spectrometer. Then Budwar, great news is getting home and then came Zuwatergist. Barossa Rosa, 100 to go a length in front, but great news mows her down. Great news charged to the front, races away. Arrogantly won the provincial championships qualifier. Great news beat Barossa Rosa. Electric girl out wide might grab the third in front of Budwar. I didn't want to get caught on the fence with her and just said to Jay, just just be positive that first furlong and work it out. They're going to go quick, so I don't care if you're three deep, but um, just don't get caught in the pocket. It probably actually, in hindsight, worked out really well. Like there was an abundance of speed in the race. It's quite fresh. Um, quite anxious in the barriers and she just come out awkwardly. 
Um, always was the plan to ride her a little bit more comfortable with that speed in the race. And from after about a furlong, just lobbed in a nice position. The race just unfolded really nice for me. Was able to track Liberty Sun into it. But she put the white race away very quickly. A few of them sort of slow away, so we took advantage of the situation and cruised across, travelled really nice at a turn. She kicked strong and took a good horse to run us down. Did you think you had it one coming um, to the turn? Coming to the turn, I was, I was confident, but halfway down the straight, I can feel the shortened stride a little bit. I can see the shadow of the winner coming along, so yeah, I knew I was in trouble, but I was very happy to hang on for second. It's hard to come from 1400 back to 1200 today, so she's done a great job. She's just got run off her feet there early, but. Uh, when she's on top of the ground, she's very effective, so there'll be high-pressure race in the final, so that'll suit her as well. She got ran off her feet early. She ended up travelling well, and I ended up getting on the back of great news, a winner. But uh, coming astray, Liberty Sun just rolled in on me and just caused a bit of interference, but uh, I really like the way she hit the line. You know, I can't wait until she gets above 14. She'll be hard, she'll be hard, to, hard to run down. Must say, one of the uh, most impressive winners of any of the qualifiers in the provincial series we've seen. I'm talking over the years. Great news, he's down 450. Pandano was a big winner as well. Uh, we're starting to fill this field. Three, of course, go through to the final from each and every qualifier. It's shaping up as a great race, the Polytrack Provincial Championship Series. Kim War has had a runner in every final since its inception. She's come so close to winning, her day will come. There's no doubt about it. Now, the uh, country qualifier today at Canamble, jailbreaks $1.90. Odds on from Wild Rocket at $4.60, activation at $5.50, and then Patrick May at $10. So jailbreak and activation from the Cody Nesta Stable and Kylie Kennedy trains Wild Rocket. Uh, we've got Mick Wallace's uh, selections. I'm going to be next to two people... Um, uh, screaming their lungs out if this happens to win activation I'm talking about later today the two people I'm working with are Mick Wallace and Chantel Buckley Chantel's husband Grant rides activation and Mick Wallace is a part owner so they're going to be two very excited people if activation looms up and Mick's tipping his horse activation to beat Eva's deal jailbreak and wild rocket we'll get a track up Date. It's, it's been pouring rain for an hour, but now it's stopped and the locals are telling me that's cleared up. The option is, Duff, I stay another night and they run it tomorrow. What do you think? Uh, yeah, that'll be fine. Um, you can camp out there. It's beautiful. Oh, that'll be fine. Yeah, good on you. Uh, <laughs> and as far as putting up a Chantel and, and you know, yelling and screaming, I'm used to that. Jelf tips winner and she... You, it's, it's just You've got to ride unbearable. them home. You've got to ride, ride them, them home. home. Crikey. Wait till Queen of Wizardry steps oh, out. I'm a, a long way from... <laughs> Bish, be careful there, Greg. About 10 o'clock, those grasshoppers come out there at Canamble. No, don't worry. They're out at 7. Oh, OK. They get a bit earlier these days. Okay. Yeah. And we've got a bit of a mice problem out here too. <laughs> We wish we were with All you. All right, you are coming next year. I'm telling you, <laughs> no. you are coming next year. Okay, we'll organise the plane, will you? All right, thanks, Lizzie. Thank you. Keep him in tow. I will. Uh, don't we'll be worry. back later this morning <laughs> in about an hour's, an hour's time for a preview of Canamble. Thanks for joining us. Have a great weekend. <laughs> <laughs>